Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. NerdWallet's financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. Get smarter about things like saving on travel, because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancier dinner, too. Boosting your credit score, since good credit is like a real-life cheat code. And saving for an emergency fund, because life is like a good movie. It loves a good plot twist. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. The Peter Schiff Show. Apparently, any day now, we're going to get the verdict from the grand jury that is now investigating the shooting of Michael Brown. Darren Wilson has been under investigation for months now, and all sorts of evidence and testimony is being presented, probably more evidence and testimony than has ever been presented before any grand jury. So they are certainly taking their time in deliberation. They are leaving no evidentiary stone unturned. And we're going to get a announcement soon as to whether or not Darren Wilson will be indicted, whether or not there was a crime committed or sufficient evidence to believe that Officer uh, Wilson uh, committed a crime such that we should bring the evidence to a jury. And of course, in a jury, they need to convict. They need to be convinced beyond a reasonable doubt. That is not the standard for a grand jury, and the grand jury's decision does not have to be unanimous. There just has to be probable cause to believe that a crime may have been committed and enough evidence to suggest that it should be given to the jury. But here, this grand jury is probably being given all the evidence that might possibly come out at trial. And of course, a lot of that evidence has been leaked. But the point is, the state of Missouri is getting ready for the verdict. And the governor has called the state of emergency, and everybody is preparing for the potential riots, looting, as protesters react to a a non-indictment. So if he is indicted, everything is going to be fine. But if he's not indicted, right, all hell is going to break loose. Now, what is that telling you? Because justice is being done. The grand jury is being given all of the evidence that the state could present against Darren Wilson. And if they choose not to indict him, maybe it's because there's no evidence of his guilt. In fact, based on what's been leaked, there is overwhelming evidence of his innocence. Not only the forensic evidence, all of which supports Darren Wilson's version of events, which of course was that he was attacked by the teen and he shot him in self-defense. But there are actually more eyewitnesses, black eyewitnesses, Not that that matters, but black eyewitnesses, there are more of them that have testified that Michael Brown was the aggressor, that Darren Wilson shot Michael Brown in self-defense, that Michael Brown's arms were not raised above his head, that he was not surrendering, that he was charging the officer. There's only a handful, maybe three uh, witnesses that claim his arms were up, and one of them was the accomplice in the robbery a guy that has a history of lying to police. And also, 
the reason that the witnesses who are speaking truthfully, I believe the others are either lying or mistaking, the ones that are saying that his arms were raised, but all these witnesses that are speaking truthfully under oath, right? The people that are saying that Michael Brown was surrendering, they're not making those statements sworn under oath, under penalty of perjury, but the people who are swearing under penalty of perjury to tell the truth, they're saying that Michael Brown did not have his arms up. Why do they want to be anonymous? Because the only witnesses that are coming forward are the ones that are basically siding with Michael Brown and saying that he was murdered in cold blood. Because the people who are speaking the truth are afraid that if they publicly speak the truth, there will be retaliation. You see, they're afraid to snitch on Michael Brown, even though he's dead. That is the culture. The cops are the enemies, and you protect your own. You lie to protect your own. And that's what I believe some of these witnesses are doing who claim that Michael Brown had his arms up in surrender. They are just protecting Michael Brown. They don't want to snitch him out. They don't want to admit that he was committing a crime, even though he's already dead. And maybe some of them, it's just wishful thinking. People just want to believe that uh, he was innocent and gunned down because it fits the narrative that they want to pursue of a white racist society uh, in which young innocent blacks uh, have to be in fear of white racists just randomly gutting them down. But the, the people who are speaking the truth under oath when they know that there's no retaliation from the community, they're saying that Officer Wilson acted in self-defense. Why would they say that if it wasn't true? Right? There's no reason. So you have the witnesses and the evidence that overwhelmingly support that Officer Brown was not only not guilty, but that he's innocent right, of these charges. Now, you would think that the community, upon finding that out, would be relieved. Oh, my God, we were worried that, oh, that there was so much racism in the police force that our young, innocent boys were getting killed simply because they were black to find out, well, no, that's not the case. It was just this one uh, kid who, you know, assaulted a policeman and tried to kill him, and that's why he got shot. You'd think they would be relieved because now, you know, mothers don't have to tell their children how dangerous it is to walk the streets while black. They just have to tell their children not to break the law, to listen to the police. Remember, what are all the things that Darren Wilson, or excuse me, that Michael Brown did that day that led to him being shot? See, these are the things that parents have to tell their kids not to do. Number one, don't rob a convenience store, right? And maybe even number two, don't smoke pot while you're, you know, a kid because he was there to buy cigars so he can fill them up, these swishers, uh, with marijuana. And by the way, he was stoned at the time uh, he was shot. He was probably stoned at the time he robbed the, uh, the convenience store. So A, don't rob a convenience store. B, if you do, rob a convenience store, be as inconspicuous as possible. Don't walk in the middle of the street. Walk on the sidewalk, right? Because had he done that, uh, Darren Wilson never would have spotted him, never would have noticed him, uh, never would have connected him with the robbery, and he'd still be alive today, right? Number two, if you do walk in the middle of the street and a policeman sees you and asks you to go into the sidewalk, just do it especially when you're holding a box of stolen cigars. Just don't be belligerent. Don't tell the, the officer to F off or something. Just 
thank you, officer. I'm sorry. Go to the sidewalk. Had he done that, probably still be alive. If you make the mistake of refusing to listen to the officer, when he tries to get out of his car, let him. Don't slam the door and start punching him repeatedly through the window. And definitely don't try to get his gun. Because if you try to get an officer's gun, he's going to be worried that you're going to shoot him with it. And that's probably what happened. And, of course, Darren Wilson, in the struggle, was shot in the thumb. And the forensic evidence shows he was shot uh, from close range in the thumb because his hand was right by the officer's gun. So he did that. Then, if you try to get an officer's gun and you get shot in the thumb in the process and you're running away and the officer is able to regain his composure if he gets out of his police car and points a gun at you and tells you to freeze... You freeze. You raise your hands above your head and you say, I'm sorry, officer. I don't know what came over me. And you allow the officer to arrest you. You don't resist arrest and you don't threaten the policeman. But what did Darren Wilson do? Did he listen to the police officer? No, he charged him. He charged him. And even after he was shot once, he kept charging. And of course, put yourself in Officer Wilson's position. Here's a six foot four, 300 pound guy who's already beaten you and tried to take your gun. And now he's charging at you. What do you think is running through the officer's mind? If this guy gets me, I'm dead. He went for my gun once. I'm not going to let him go for it again. You know, half the policemen who are, are killed or shot are shot with their own guns. So he knows this guy is charging him. He's going to go for my gun again. I am not going to take that chance. It's his life or mine. And obviously he decided for his own. Any one of us in the position would shoot somebody if we were fearful that if we didn't shoot that person, he was going to kill us. And Officer Darren Wilson had every reason to believe that had he allowed Michael Brown to get close enough to be able to reach his gun, that that's exactly what he would have done. And so he shot him. And so whose fault is it? It's Michael Brown's fault, and it's his parents' fault uh, because they raised this kid the way they did. And, you, you know, we know what kind of parents he has. They've already been, there was a big altercation. Apparently the mother, uh, there was a big fight with other relatives over who's allowed to make money selling uh, Michael Brown T-shirts, you know, with his arms up, don't shoot, even though that's not what he said. But everybody is preparing for this rioting if justice is served. They're, they're going to riot if there's no indictment, but not if there is. Now, basically what they're saying is they don't care about the justice. They don't care about the evidence. They just want an indictment, regardless of the evidence. And if they don't get an indictment, they're going to riot. Now, why, why do they want an indictment? Well, because a white man shot a black man, regardless of the reasons why. doesn't matter what the white man was doing or what the black man was doing. The fact is a white guy shot a black guy, and therefore we want justice. Well, they're getting justice because it was justifiable. It was the black guy who attacked the white guy. That's why he got shot. Not because he was black or because the officer was white, but because one man attacked a policeman. One man, right, robbed the convenience store, assaulted a policeman, resisted arrest, and, 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 and attacked him, charged him. And so the other policeman, so the policeman had no choice. Forget about, you know, the races of either person. But there's going to be rioting, there's going to be looting. Why? Because you know what's going to happen? The leadership of the black community, those that are leading and race baiting in Ferguson 
and even all the way up to the Obama administration Justice Department. You know what they're going to say? They're going to come out and say, well, you know, it's a high standard. There just wasn't enough evidence to suggest that a jury would convict a policeman in this circumstances. They're going to act like he got off on a technicality. They're not going to come out and say, you know what, Darren Wilson was innocent and the evidence and the witness proved that. They're going to want to pretend that he was guilty and got away with it, which is going to play in to the 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 hatred and the protesters because they're going to think there it is there we go again a white man kills a black man and he gets away with it because he's white right it's going to reinforce this idea of 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 racism at the police force right that the only reason that this cop got away with murder is because he's white and the person he murdered is black that is what the protesters are going to conclude why because that's what the leadership, and that's what the media, and that's what the Obama administration is going to be egging them on to do, rather than coming out and saying the truth, right? What should uh, the president do? See, President Obama should basically have a press conference and invite, right, Darren Wilson. If he really wanted to heal the wounds and unite, you know, the races, he would have a press conference and he would put his arm around Darren Wilson. And on behalf of his Justice Department, and all the protesters, he should apologize to Darren Wilson for what he's been through and say, you know what? We were wrong. We were guilty of racism ourselves. We condemned you without the facts, without the evidence, because all we saw were white and black. We saw a black man shooting a white man, a, a, a white man shooting a black man. And the white man was a policeman and the black man was 18. And now he's dead. And we just assumed that you shot him in a racist rage that you used excessive force, that you were unjustified. And because a couple of people claimed that Michael Brown had his arms up, we just believed those people. Even though it was possible that they were mistaking or lying, we just believed them anyway because we wanted to because we're racist ourselves, right? Because you are white and we just assumed the worst simply because you were white. And now we've apologized. And if he said something like that, if the black community the leadership came out and said we were wrong we should justice was done there's no reason to protest there's no reason to riot because justice was done darren wilson is not guilty he did not murder michael brown he did not use excessive force isn't that a relief aren't we glad to know that we just rushed to judgment and we were wrong but they are not going to say that I'll bet my bottom dollar that they are going to pretend that this is an outrage. They are going to feed the furor of those rioters and demonstrators by talking about how this is a, another example of how the justice system has failed the black community. Just like with Trayvon Martin. Just keep pretending uh, um, that um, his killer got away with murder too. Just like Michael Brown's killer is getting away with murder. And why? Uh, because they're white or white Hispanic or whatever they want, however they wanted to uh, to describe him. George Zimmerman, right, was a was a white Hispanic, but Zimmerman got away with murder, as far as the black community is concerned, or a number of people in the community. I'm not going to speak monolithically, obviously not everybody, um, and they're going to think the same thing. They're going to think that Darren Wilson got away with murder only because he's white and the system is rigged. And, you know, Michael Brown will still go down as some kind of a martyr, uh, some kind of a, uh, the new face of the civil rights movement, because everybody is afraid to challenge the narrative. 
Because if you challenge the narrative, people are going to call you a racist yourself. So you have to pretend. And they're going to say, well, you know, it, we don't really know what happened. It was kind of murky. There's mixed evidence both ways. But at the end of the day, the grand jury just didn't think that the prosecution could get a unanimous conviction beyond a reasonable doubt. No, I'm sure that the grand jury members are 100% convinced that Darren Wilson is innocent. There is so much evidence, right? The eyewitness accounts, Darren Wilson's account, the injuries he suffered, and all the forensic evidence regarding uh, Michael Brown's body, the trajectory of the bullets, the splattering of the blood, where he was shot, uh, the blood inside uh, Darren, Wilson, uh, uh, Darren Wilson's car. There's probably hasn't been many cases where there's been so much evidence of innocence, not just a lack of evidence of guilt, but a preponderance of evidence of, of, of innocence. They should come out and make these claims. Because if they spoke honestly about it, there would be no rioting. There would be no looting. So to the, so to the extent there is, and it, then, you know, you have, you know, Michael Brown's parents coming out and calling for peace, calling for a lack of violence. Why don't they tell the truth about their son? That's the way to guarantee there's no lack of violence. Instead, they go over to the, to the United Nations and, and testify before the U.N. about police brutality and pretending that their son, you know, was murdered, that he had surrendered and he was murdered in cold blood when that's a lie. And they have to know that's a lie. They must have seen this evidence. Plus, they know their son. He's not the gentle giant that they're portraying him to be. I mean, that's just not true, and they have to know it. They raised him. And in fact, his family, no one in his, his their family is not gentle, gentle either. You know, the apple didn't fall, fall far from the tree, it looks like, with respect to Michael Brown and his family. I feel sorry that he wasn't raised uh, in a better way. He'd still be alive today. But of course, all of this is part of the problem with the social welfare state and the war on drugs and all the things that the government has done to screw up the inner cities and to screw up uh, black families and cause so many young black kids uh, to be raised uh, uh, out of, you know, by their mothers with absent fathers. And, and, and a lot of people are dying and are in jail. But it's not because of white racism. And we can blame it on white racism all we want. But the more we do that, the worse the problem is going to get because it distracts our attention from what's really going on, from what blacks really have to fear. It's not being shot by white racists. That's the last thing that most blacks have to worry about. There are a lot of things they need to worry about, and there are some serious problems, and they're not going to get addressed. The real problems in the inner cities with violence and, and murder and crime, if we're going to just pretend it's because of racism, then all of those problems are going to get worse because we can't get to the root of them. But we'll see what happens. We're going to get some announcement. And I hope I'm wrong. I hope uh, the uh, civil rights leaders uh, you know, will, will step it up and swallow their pride for the sake of uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, truthfulness and to avert any kind of property damage or loss of life that may result if they want to pretend that this is some kind of travesty of justice. That is just another example of a white man getting away with murder because he's white and all the white privilege and the double standards, instead of coming out and telling the truth, if they don't have the guts to do that, I, I'm hoping that they do, right? I hope I'm wrong on, on, uh, on this and, what I, and how I think they're going to react. But just thinking about what, what's happened before, you know, I'm, I'm expecting the opposite. Now, 
you know, maybe, maybe, maybe despite that, right, as they're, as they're out there talking about the big travesty of justice, right, and they're, they're also at the same time going to be calling for peaceful demonstration, they're going to be deploring publicly, we know violence, no violence, even though their, their words are going to incite violence, even though they're, they're trying to pretend that they, they don't want it, right, if they really didn't want it, they would be honest. But we'll see. I mean, maybe uh, the, the, the citizens of Ferguson, maybe they can rise above their, the, the, the leadership in the civil rights community or the uh, Obama Justice Department. Maybe, maybe, I'm not, you know, maybe society isn't giving them enough credit. Maybe they'll figure out that they've been had, right? that this whole thing was a sham and their anger is being misplaced. So we'll see. Maybe, maybe the, uh, the citizens of Ferguson, they'll be the ones to surprise me. And maybe they'll they'll rise to the occasion and accept justice rather than um, adopt their own uh, version of racism. Today's financial advisors behave like pro wrestling TV commentators. They scream that the recovery is strong, debt is manageable, inflation is low and that the Federal Reserve has everything under control. They may be oblivious, but the danger is real. Looking beyond the media hype can open a world of broader investing ideas. Euro-Pacific Capital is a registered investment advisor that offers stock-focused wealth management services that closely follow the strategy of our founder and CEO, Peter Schiff. We concentrate on those countries that are more closely in tune with Peter's vision of how capitalism is supposed to work. And these investments are not hard to find, provided you know where to look. Isn't it time you change the channel and let Euro-Pacific put a little reality back into your portfolio? If you live in the United States and have $25,000 or more to invest, call 800-727-7922. That's 800-727-7922. Non-U.S. residents access similar strategies through Euro-Pacific Bank at europacbank.com. Euro-Pacific Capital and Euro-Pacific Bank are affiliated companies.